Hi, everyone. It's me, Nicole, and you're listening to the Healing with Nicole podcast. Trying a little different setup today. Um, Let me take these bracelets off because they are going to make noise. Okay. Hi. Did you miss me? I didn't post last week. Um, yeah, last week was tough for me kind of going through the gig still of this really I don't know, like just really difficult time. Um, I had recorded something on Twitter actually had recorded something and I talked about it a little bit and I was like super emotional, super emotional. Uh, you know, I was having like a lot of anxiety. So I'm going to get through to the whole, I'm going to share the whole story with you here. Um, so basically what happened was I had this situation happen with Qcoin, which is a cryptocurrency exchange. Um, something there's something wrong with my trading password. Honestly, to be like 100, I don't remember if I even created a trading password. I usually write everything down. I couldn't find anything with that information on it. Um, I thought, what maybe if I threw it away, went through the trash, like nothing. Um, and that event kind of started my whole spiral. Now that happened in October. Mind you, I'm still dealing with this bullshit from Qcoin. Um, I sent them information. They told me, oh, that's not enough information. You need to send us more information. I sent them more information and I never got a response. Um, It's been 14 days still haven't received a response. I've gone on Reddit. Um, I created a second ticket support told me not to create multiple tickets that this was going to take some time. I haven't heard anything. And it's been over a week since that last interaction. Um, So that's been kind of going on in the back of my mind. That's given me a lot of anxiety because, um, you know, and I've talked about it, like I have a lot of debt that I'm trying to pay off and I was hoping to do a lot of things with crypto. I mean, I still can, but it's like a good chunk of my XRP is on there and just like a lot of negative self-talk came back like oh you're hella stupid this is how you always fuck shit up um just a lot of anxiety trying to get somebody to notice my post on reddit thinking about it checking my email constantly um not feeling motivated to post, not feeling motivated about my business, not, not feeling good at all. Like, um, wanting to delete my social media, like wanting to delete everything and just be like, fuck it. You know, that's pretty much where I've been with that. 
Um, the only thing that I've been able to stay consistent with is my Kundalini practice. Um, but everything else has been, I don't know. It's been really, it's been, it's been hard. Like, why do I do this? You know, do people even care? I see people and I'm going to say this, I'm going to preface it with you comparing yourself to somebody else. Like comparison is a thief of joy. I see people out here to claim who claim to be healers who are getting paid all this money and they don't even invest in their clients. Like I do. Um, would anyone care if I just disappeared off the internet that's how, that's how I was feeling like to be a hundred percent honest. Um, that's where I was at. And, uh, coincidentally, I don't know. The universe is funny because I had someone that I had worked with probably last year, maybe, um, they worked with me one-on-one they worked with my abundance challenge which um was free and I had posted it on Twitter and I need to find the thread for that to bring it back to Twitter but I want to revamp that Um, I'll talk about that later but this person reached out to me and he sent me this message um sharing some achievements and thanking me for everything that I did because, you know, he felt the need to thank me because I helped him get to this point. And in this dark ass emotional state that I was in, like it, it was like a ray of sunshine that I needed, you know, like I don't think people realize the power of kind words or a message to a complete stranger. Cause I've never met any of my clients in person, except for like one, um, everyone's like distance, you know? So that really touched my heart and made me feel like, wow, I am making a difference. Even if I don't have hella followers, even if I don't have the money, um, I made an impact on someone's life and then they can go make a positive impact on somebody else's life, you know? So that picked me up, um, from that kind of dark place. I mean, I was still feeling just so anxious and like, I touch on, I touched on this on the little Twitter voice memo, but you know, people joke around about, oh, I have OCD and I have ADHD and I have this and I have that, you know, um, jokingly. And I, I, I'm not someone who's easily offended, but when my anxiety gets uh, in overdrive, you know, I, my OCD comes out. Um, I was diagnosed um, with OCD uh, years ago. And, um, I know that I have tendencies, um, if any of my neighbors really gave a damn and watched me, they could probably see, uh, my OCD at work, you know, uh, 
just to leave my house when my anxiety is on overdrive, you know, you got to add like five minutes because I will touch every single knob on the stove. I will make sure that the light is off. I will press on the refrigerator. Like I have to say these things out loud. Like the stove is off. The oven is off. Okay. The fridge is closed. The back door is locked. And I, some people are like, oh, well, I do that, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I do it multiple times, you know? And so during this time where my anxiety was on overdrive, you know, I would lock the door and then I would literally walk back up my driveway and go check on the door, put the key back in, make sure that it is in fact locked. That adds time, you know, to, to whatever I'm doing. And, uh, it's been, you know, okay. If I need to do a meditation two or three times a day to calm my mind down, then that's what I'm doing you know, I've ripped off all of my nails. Um, they're starting to grow back, but I like literally ripped them all off. Um, and it did kind of start when I went to that Halloween party, the, the, the social anxiety, just because it's like, I think, I don't know how to explain it, but I feel like I have, there's, there's like, it's me versus me always, you know, it's like the devil and the angel on my shoulders, but it's like, I can talk to people. I can be very social, but in my mind, I'm like totally anxious or picking my nails. And I started doing it on Halloween. I started picking my nails because I felt, you know, I didn't really want to drink. And I know there's a lot of people who are like celebrating their sobriety, which is awesome my view on my sobriety is, you know, if I want to have a beer, I will. If I want to have a glass of wine, I will. Um, if I want to have a a drink, I will. Uh, but at this Halloween party, I had a beer. I think I had two beers the whole time we were there, but I just, you know, like people were asking me to take shots and I was like, no, I'm not. Um, and it's no shade. Like if that's what you do, I'm not judging you. Like if that's how like you like to party, that's what's up. But I'm not one, I'm not drinking like that. Um, who knows? I might get to a point where I feel like I want to take a shot. That's my choice. That's my decision. Um, but it's difficult for me to drink around people I don't know. You know, I don't. I'm already on high alert because I'm meeting new people. I don't, I have trust issues, hardcore. So I don't know if that started it, but this all kind of started around that time. Uh, I got that message from, from my client. I consider them a friend. I always consider my clients, my friends. I don't know. Once I work with you, I feel like we're on a different level. Um, and my door is always open to, you know, DMS, emails, whatever you need. I'm here to support you. And I just feel like I had a teacher at one point who was not really available. I'm thankful for Adriana being a great uh, teacher and being available still always. So I appreciate you for that very much. Um, Sorry for the ums, guys, but it is what it is. Uh, 
so yeah so going through that and there's been a lot of ideas that have gone through my mind there's a lot of ideas that I haven't executed that's the type of person that I am I have a lot of ideas I made candles and I started this candle service. And the reason why I didn't mail candles out was because I didn't really trust the plastic container for the tea lights. Although it said that it was like fire safe upon me using them. If I were to dress a candle and you're not watching it, it could easily start a fire. Um, And that concerns me. I'm not going to send something out that could be like a danger, even though it's a person's responsibility to watch the candle. I just think about every single outcome that's going to happen. And that's tiring. And I felt really tired mentally. And one of my clients he had, he's local. He had purchased me a healing session with a healer. And it's real funny because I am trying to understand why I'm so resistant to gifts, to compliments, to acts of kindness. That's really hard for me. So I had been kind of resistant in accepting the gift, accepting the healing session. He had already paid for it. He was like, you just need to text this woman and go. It's an hour drive, hour and a half. He's like, you could take the scenic route. You could go by the Delta. And I was like, you know, I think I'm ready to, to schedule it. So I had scheduled it for, um, what was the date? The sixth? Yeah, the sixth. So I had scheduled it for the sixth. Uh, and prior to that, I just felt a lot of resistance. There was a lot of, re- there's been a lot of shit that has come up and I don't know if this is a test. I don't know if this is like the hurdle that I need to get over. But I've been like, I I had someone schedule a tarot reading, super thankful for that. Probably hands down my best tarot reading, like just super grateful for that. Coming close to the day of my healing session. I really kind of felt at peace with it. I was like, okay, like, and I had someone reach out to me as well. Someone who I consider a friend. She was like, Hey, I'm here for you. If you need anything, that's really hard for me to process. Like, why are you being nice to me? it sounds crazy, right? It's like, what's the ulterior motive? And that's probably because I've had to deal with a lot of conditions in my life. And people put conditions on their love for me. People put conditions on their relationship with me. 
but also I have to realize that I don't have relationships with those people anymore. Not everybody's like that. So anyways, uh, Oh yeah, I did celebrate Dia de los Muertos. Dia de los Difuntos is what we celebrate in Nicaragua. So I did celebrate that. And I don't know why, like I cried a lot. I played a lot of music, but I also cried a lot. I burned a lot of candles. I sat with the altar. I sat with my altar. I, I sat there and just sobbed. just uncontrollably. And then I felt guilt because I'm like, shit, I'm supposed to be celebrating Mawalitas and here I am crying, you know, but yeah, that's just how it went. And I mean, I played music, I was dancing, then I'm sitting in front of the altar on the floor crying you know, I put out ofrendas, which are offerings. I did all that. Okay. So I did all that. So let's fast forward to the day of my healing. So the day of my healing, I get ready. I shower, put gas in my, or before I left my house. So I always put money on my altar, whether it's a couple dollars, if I find a penny. So my abuelita always had this I don't know, habit. She would go on walks and she would always find pennies and she would pick them up and she would collect them. I don't know why. So if I find a penny, I'll put it on the altar, but I had put a $5 bill on her side of the altar. And before I left for my healing, I was like, I'm going to take these $5. And if I see someone in need, I'm going to, I'm going to just give them these $5. Right. And just put it in my pocket pump gas, get on the road, listening to my mantras from my Kundalini course. And the, the drive was absolutely beautiful. Went by the Delta, saw the water. There wasn't really traffic. It was just chill, like this calming drive. And so this was, this healing was at a woman's house, right? So I had already talked to uh, my friend client about, you know, the 411 about her. And he was like, yeah, she converted her garage into a healing space. It's a room, you know, gave me the, the deets on that. And uh, as, as I'm approaching her residence, I start to think some wild shit like is this is this person legit am I being set up I literally swear to you that's what I thought am I being set up and I was just like Nicole what is wrong with you and then I realized that I just don't trust people because of situations that I've been through in my life. Like I've been set up. I've had a gun put in my face before the house where we were like 
our headquarters of, of trapping or whatever you want to call it was robbed. Like, and I happened to miss it by a few moments. People got hurt. Like, so here I am thinking about all this wild shit. And I'm like, okay, first of all, your client friend wouldn't set you up like that. Two, you already texted this woman. You kind of built a rapport with her before going to her residence. Three, like you need to tell your mind to shut the hell up. So I, I put a mantra on repeat to clear this nonsense out of my head, right? Um, Because I was thinking some wild stuff. I get to her house. Now, this I'm so funny, and I wasn't going to tell you guys this, but I'm so weird about how I move and how I do stuff. So her house, right? I drive by her house. I went around the block. Trust me when I tell you this. I went around the block because I needed to see all the streets. How can I get out of here? And I didn't park right in front of her house. I parked across the street with my car facing the direction for me to be able to get out if needed. Like (laughs) y'all, that's how I roll. So I get to her, I text her that I'm there. She's like, give me a few minutes. I'm like, oh, no problem. You know, mind you, this is all in Spanish too. So I felt really I don't know. There's a connection there. Um, I don't really have a lot of Spanish conversations anymore. So when I find somebody who does speak Spanish, it feels nice, you know? And, uh, she lets me in a beautiful room. It's like all white. The linens are white. She has all these crystals. She had amethyst. So right away I knew I was good. Anyone who has a lot of amethyst, like I just feel really safe. Okay. She had some angels and So she had this cool, um, she has like these crystal lights that light up over your chakra. It was just so cool. So she asked me if I wanted water or anything. And I was like, I'm good. You know, had some water on the drive here. And so sat on the couch and she's like, well, what brings you here? Like, tell me what's going on. And I'm just like, I'm like, I'm here because, well, Mario purchased this session for me. Sorry, Mario. I just put your name out here, but I appreciate you. Thanks. Um, I hope you don't mind. I said your name, but it is what it is. He purchased this gift for me and I just feel a lot of doubt and I feel scared and I feel all this anxiety. And she was like, she just looked at me and she pulls her. So she's wearing all white and, uh, she shows me her arm and all of the hair, like on her arm is just sticking up. And she was like, you have a lot of energy. (laughs) She's like, I can feel it. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, is that bad? Like, am I hurting you? You know what I mean? And she was like, you're not hurting me. This I'm just sensing how much energy you have. You have a good aura. Like she's telling me all this stuff. And she's like these doubts and this fear and this anxiety is coming from your childhood. And I'm just like, 
when is this shit gonna get like resolved with my childhood right and she's like you know your father and uh your maybe your mother projected a lot onto you it seems like maybe you were very religious and I was like oh my goodness she like read me like a book I just literally sat there in awe and uh she I I I didn't even know what to say like so I told her you know I'm doing kundalini she was like good you need that and she says to me the arms are where you hold a lot of your the projections from your father which I found to be really interesting because this month in our kundalini practice, we're doing a lot of arm work and it was very hard for me. And she's like, as you get deeper into the practice, things will start to just kind of fall off of you. And I was like, okay. So we had our platica, which is the conversation portion. She takes me over to the table. I take my shoes off. She's like, I just want you to close your eyes and relax and just, we're going to work on your energetic field. I was like, all right. And at that point I felt really comfortable. Like I just, I just trusted in her and she played this music, which I don't remember. I don't recall I saw myself in the water, in the depths of the ocean, but it's dark. As you know, when you go deeper into the ocean, it's dark. But I saw myself almost like a mermaid, maybe. But I was like, okay, I say almost like a mermaid because of the the way that my body was like moving in the water, you know, like I was going up. And I'm looking up and I can see the light, the sun maybe coming through the water. And I'm, I'm, that's like, I'm going towards it. I saw like a whale. Uh, then I had other, like, cause she told me, she was like, you're going to have things that come in that are just not, not relevant and just push them out. Like, I was really thinking about what am I going to cook for dinner later? Like, girl, if you don't get into your healing session and stop thinking about this bullshit. So I felt like her working on my head. I felt her working on like my leg, my right leg. Like, I don't know what was living in my right leg, but then all of a sudden it's like the music turns off. Right. And she's like playing this like little bell. I don't know, but I was like, so I was in outer space. Okay. I was in another galaxy who knows. Right. But she was like, do you have issues with your stomach? And immediately I felt something on the left side of my stomach. And I was like, "Mm." she's like, because the little bell she was hitting or playing, I don't know. She was hitting like a board that had all these little bells on it. It sounded different when she put it over my stomach. She was like, I don't know. She's like, I'm just. And then she told me to repeat my name three times so that I would get integrate back into my body. Did that. 
And she looks at me and she's like, okay, you can, you know, I had opened my eyes a little bit, but she was like, you can open your eyes when you're comfortable, you know, keep them closed if you want. She had me say some other things to integrate myself back into my body. And, uh, you know, she's like, when you're ready, sit up When you're ready, you know, put your shoes on, let's get back on the couch and talk. And she was like, you have so much pain. You have so much doubt. You have so much that she's like, I had to extract out of you. And I'm just like, right. Tell me about it. I've been living with this for 36 years. And she's like, you know, gave me a little bit of homework to do. She gave me these flower essence. Like she created a flower essence for me, concocted. Uh, So I've been taking that. That's like my medicine, you know? And she's like, soon you'll see that this will start to fall off, that things will get better. And she said something to me that was very, very important. She said, you practice Reiki. I was like, yes. She's like, as a healer, you need to remember that you need healing as well. You need to prioritize that for yourself. She also told me that I wasn't protecting my energy enough, which I, that's 100% correct. I was not protecting my energy enough. Like, yo, you need to be protecting your energy multiple times a day because these psychic attacks and whatever is in this matrix it's not a game. Like if the more you elevate and the more I see my elevation, my ascension, I mean, I don't really like that word, but the more they try to attack who's they, I don't know, but sometimes I get some wild ass ideas and I'm like, this is not me at all. So once I was done with her and you know, thank you for everything da, 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 da. we said our goodbyes. So as she's walking me out, she points to this sage plant. She's like, Oh, this is a variety of sage that grows here. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, it's beautiful. I had these purple flowers. Uh, and she said, the, um, she said this in Spanish. So I'm gonna say it in Spanish. So I'll translate it. She said, siempre vienen aquí los colibris, the hummingbird. And that kind of ties into something with the Kundalini practice that we're doing right now. And, uh, hummingbirds have a really, really important significance in my life. Lately, they've been really loud. And sometimes I feel crazy trying to explain to people like, Um, Okay. So I'm going to just, okay. So 
she tells me that I feel some type of way because something that happened recently, I tell her, thank you. I go to my car and I drive back the scenic route to Sacramento, just listening to some mantras just on repeat, just on repeat, just in the zone. So probably when I was having all that anxiety, like a week prior to all of this, I went to old Navy cause I had like some super cash or whatever it's called. And I like to get like their sweaters or their like sweatpants, you know, or like workout clothes, whatever. So I went to old Navy and I got some stuff, which now reminds me that I have something that I need to return. Uh, so I'm in the parking lot and I'm walking to my car. There's a woman ahead of me with her dog because there's a pet smart by this old Navy. She's with her dog in front of me. I see her. I'm walking. I hear, and my hearing, I can hear a hummingbird. Like I will literally be out in public and be like, there's a hummingbird here. And people will look at me like I'm crazy. But then all of a sudden there's a hummingbird. Like, don't ask me how. So I'm walking in the parking lot and I hear a hummingbird. Now I'm in a parking lot. So where is this hummingbird going to be, you guys? And I stop dead in my tracks. I look to my right. I look to my left. Nothing. Nicole, you're tripping. Like you're ripping your nails. You're doing, you're just, you're starting to lose it. Right. Keep walking. I hear the hummingbird. So I stop again. I look to my left. I look to my right. I look behind me and I look up and right above me. It's a hummingbird hovered over me. And so I just start, I don't know how to explain it. You guys, I just, I was like, and I talked to him. I don't care where I'm at. Like I, I'm beyond this at this point. I really don't care what people think when I'm in, when I see a hummingbird, I really don't care. Like everything's out the window. I could care less. Like I'm focused on the hummingbird. So I'm like, hi. And it just is still hovered over me, chirping its little heart out. And I'm just like, you know, I don't know what that means. I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it was a sign everything was going to be okay. Maybe it was a sign, you know, good that I had set that healing up because this happened before the healing. I don't know if I said that already, but so... I'm literally talking to the hummingbird, like, oh, you're so pretty. Thank you. Like, I always say that, like, thank you, because I do feel like the hummingbird, there's a lot between me and the hummingbird. I have a hummingbird tattooed on my rib cage. Um, before I even had these interactions with hummingbirds, like I had, I don't know, I just always felt like this connection to them. So I'm I'm talking to this hummingbird in the parking lot of Old Navy, right? The lady with the dog is just standing there watching me, but I don't know. 
I don't know. She was kind of like in awe. Cause like, I don't know if she saw me stop and look around and then stop and look around. I don't know how long she had been watching, but she was watching me. And then I just, I just, you know, the hummingbird like shoots, you know, like, I don't know if you've interacted with hummingbirds or paid attention to them, but they'll like shoot up into the air and just take off. That's what the hummingbird did. So then I just continued to my car and it was really strange because she just kind of looked at me, but it was like, I don't know what she thought. I mean, I really didn't care at the time what she thought, but it wasn't like judgment. It was, I don't know. It was almost like awe. the fact that I was talking to a hummingbird in the middle of a parking lot in the morning. I don't know. But the fact that the healer brought up. the hummingbird at the end of our session, I don't know. It just some, something, there's something there. I can't explain it, but they always appear in the most strangest moments of my life. And I, I just love them so much. I'm just, Sometimes I think it's my grandma. Sometimes, I don't know, maybe it's a ancestor. I don't know, but there was something that felt really good about leaving that healing. And like the last words were, oh, you know, the hummingbirds love it here. And it just made a connection for me. And, uh, realizing that I need to be kinder to myself, that I do deserve healing, that people do want to be kind to me, things like that. Uh, And there are friends that I do have that are online friends because we live far away from each other, that people aren't out to get me. That everything's going to be okay, you know? Uh, Josh, a numbers mechanic on Twitter, he is somebody that I have become very open with and I really appreciate him a lot. He's a great tarot reader and someone that I also learn from and talk to. And he put a lot of perspective on my situation with QCoin and I had a really, and I'm not going to share it because I'm going to actually make it happen before I share the story of how it came to fruition. But I had something very loud from the universe happen when I unraveled my yoga mat. And it's been really loud. And I've been really resistant towards it. And I notice that I'm very resistant towards things that are good for me. I don't know why, but you know, I'm, I'm working, I'm, I'm working on it. I want things to happen fast. You know, I want my debt paid off. Now I want my books to be, I want to be booked and busy you know, and sometimes that's not the case. And sometimes I just don't understand why 
what am I doing wrong? What could I do better? But then it's like, come on, Nicole, you don't even post. Like if you're not posting, how are people going to know? It's, uh, it's been a, it's been an interesting battle with myself and I just keep on trucking, you know, I'm not perfect. I never claim to be perfect. I, I'm here to walk with you until you're ready to walk by yourself. And, uh, I should take my own advice and let people walk with me when I need help. I don't know if this is a trauma response as to why I don't allow people to help me. Um, but I'm working on it. The one thing that I have been able to do is stay consistent with my Kundalini practice. And I feel like at least I'm doing that. I think that this is the last, um, I'm doing a, I'm hosting a tarot exploration challenge and it's just a lot of work for, you know, I do a lot. I provide a lot of free services and content. And I think this is the last major one that I'm going to, to offer in, in this format, I guess I have made some, just some really good decisions that I need to execute them on starting a Patreon or a YouTube channel. Um, I actually worked with uh, my client that I mentioned earlier. I actually worked with him and recorded something and he was really receptive towards it and really enjoyed it. And I think there's something there. I need to just do it. So if there's something that you feel like you've been resistant towards, maybe sit with yourself and ask yourself why, why is that? Uh, a lot of inner child healing for me. I, it's a lot. And someone asked me, you know, you don't really go into your childhood. I might, you know, on an episode go into it in more depth. I love my parents, you know, there's no, there's no book on parenting, uh, I think that's also why I'm really afraid to be a mom. I think I would be a great mom, but I'm also afraid of that. I don't want to project onto my child. I don't want to, I carry a lot of weight on these shoulders and slowly it's feeling lighter. But, uh, yeah, that's what I've, that's what I've been going through. You know, I'm doing a lot better. Like I said, I haven't ripped my nails. I'm looking at them right now. They're growing. I've been good with the OCD stuff. It's kind of gone. It's when my anxiety is really hyperactive. Been working more when I feel stressed out, I'll just get on the yoga mat and just go there. 
yeah that's uh that's where i've been just remember you can't pour from an empty cup you got to pour into your own cup and um yeah, healers need healing too. Be kind to healers, to tarot readers, whoever you work with. Uh, I'm going to touch on this lightly and quickly, but it does need to be mentioned. There was a tarot reader who I didn't even know. It was brought to my attention by another reader that I know. She became extremely overwhelmed with readings and people being impatient and her mental health started to get affected. She was hospitalized. Uh, she was still so worried about clients and getting all these readings out. Unfortunately, this person took their own life. And this is just a reminder to be kind. Healers need healing too. And I, uh, I also feel that we want to help so many people that we forget about ourselves. And so definitely holding space for that individual elevation of her spirit, you know, be kind, you know, people aren't robots. We're not robots, not yet. At least uh, we're not Amazon. and. I raised my prices recently and I felt a lot of guilt about it, but at the same time, I have to be compensated for what I do and I deserve that. Just, you know, something to think about when you have an expectation of purchasing from a small business, purchasing from services from a healer, tarot reader, tarot reader, Reiki, La Ho Chi, whatever it is, take into consideration it's a human being with feelings and emotions and problems, life. So just want to leave uh, that, you know, be kind. You don't know how your kindness could be a ray of sunshine for someone. Um, I do want to say that Kara Mosier her content was a ray of sunshine for me. She is truly a rainbow warrior and I appreciate her a lot. Also think about how your negative words could be the straw that breaks the camel's back for somebody. Some of you out here, you know, want to talk tough behind these keyboards behind these screens, but you wouldn't do that in real life. Keep it 100. Check yourself. As always, I appreciate you for listening, for supporting me, for your kind words. Be kind to yourself and others. I love you. Thank you. And until next time. Bye.